This is the Cajun Strong Style Podcast. 1037 The Game's exclusive pro wrestling podcast. Making his way to the podcasting ring. Hailing from the heart of Cajun country. It's me. It's me. It's the world famous CD. Let's ring the bell and get this party started off right. August 13th, 2005. I left professional wrestling. August 20th, 2021. I'm back. I'm going to break a lot of rules on this podcast. Welcome, everyone, to the Cage Strong Style Podcast, 1037 Games exclusive pro wrestling podcast. Number one, the most important rule I'm breaking is I'm going to cuss. I'm going to use one of the seven deadlies. It's a podcast. I can do that. Holy fuck, that was amazing last night. Okay, so welcome, everyone. Once again, Cage Strong Style Podcast. But God, last night felt freaking good to be a wrestling fan. That's why I want to come on this podcast. It's episode 68. Took a couple weeks off for a lot of reasons. Not going to get into them. But I'll be honest. Last night was hands down one of the most amazing and dare I say enthralling moments as a wrestling fan I've ever had. I've been watching since I'd say like infrequently since probably about 97. I have been a big fan of CM Punk. I've talked about this many times. I am a huge CM Punk mark. Mind you, some people, I am just a mark, period. But CM Punk is absolutely one of my favorites of all time. He got me to, I want to see him every single week. Back when he was in ECW, because again, I didn't have Ring of Honor growing up. I didn't have Ring of Honor. I wasn't a tape trader or anything, because I didn't know anybody who, who traded tapes. Again, it's a weird world when you only have dial-up internet till about 18. Different conversation for a different day. So for me, CM Punk was my guy. Everybody has their guy they like. I think CM Punk, he's not my like all-time favorite, but he definitely is like somebody that can say is like top three. And if I were to throw out a top three, Goldberg, up until about three, four years ago, was probably in that list. It would have been Goldberg, CM Punk, and Daniel Bryan. And it's just because those guys absolutely... Goldberg was so cool when he debuted in WCW. And again, I was a young fan at the time, so I got to see all that. I got to see him like at his peak during the undefeated streak, and when he lost, it, was, it sucked. Sting, I think, gets put in that top three... And I think now I'd probably wind up considering somebody like Eddie Kingston being in that like top tier of like my top five. I mean, one day I'll do a top five favorite wrestlers of all time because I've got some thoughts on it. But you could not have done that debut any better. First, you do it right out the gate on Rampage. You don't wait till about five minutes before. I was joking with somebody earlier in the week. And I seriously thought that they were going to do this and have it be the like first the last segment of the show, five minutes, say, hey, I'm back. Darby Allen, I'm coming for you in the show. No, they did the right thing at the end of the day. They did the right thing by having CM Punk debut on Rampage in the opening segment. Now, did it hurt some of the show? 
I could definitely agree with that statement. Be easy to think about it. You have the opening segment be CM Punk. That's all everybody's talking about the rest of the way. You had a really fun match with Jurassic Express and Private Party. Then you had Jade Cargill and Red Velvet, which was the thing. And then, you know, Danny Garcia getting beat up by John Moxley in a really quick match. You didn't care as much about that. It was all about the first segment of the show, the first, like, 20 minutes. And a little backstory here. So just before that afternoon, I got home early. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and kind of relax, get myself ready for CM Punk to debut. I was excited. I, I'm ex- I've am i always been excited for, like, debuts, returns, what have you. When Chris Jericho came back in 2007, when The Rock came back in 2011, those are moments that stood with me. I can remember The Rock returning after the ungodly amount of years he was really away, and the second he came back, that pop. I remember waking up at like 2 in the morning and texting my buddy, and I texted him the video clip, and he texted me back. I watched it again and again and again and again. That's what makes wrestling like awesome. I think it's returns, it's entrance music, it's everything. But the fact you have CM Punk not just return, but he returns in Chicago, Illinois, and that crowd was as loud as I've ever heard a crowd. And I said that a month ago. When John Cena returned to WWE at Money in the Bank, that was probably one of the loudest crowds I had ever heard. This may have beaten it. That's amazing. It's stupendous to see AEW say, hey, let's push all our chips in front of the table and have CM Punk open the show. And he, it was great. It, uh, and the thing that I loved, I didn't like it at first, but then I realized how freaking awesome it was. You had the first segment just be his entrance. He walks out, kneels on the floor for like two minutes, walks out, hugs, high fives, stage dives into the crowd. The music ends because they, they're done playing. They, they, they don't have enough of the song. It's like, mind you, nobody, wants, nobody really remembers the last verse. Once you get to the guitar solo, you can just fade it out. And it was just like, what the hell? It's like three, four, five minutes of an entrance. And it's not like The Undertaker's entrance where you're actually saying it's taking forever. But no, you're just soaking in that moment. And I was texting everybody. I was like immediately like, oh, my God. It's like it actually is happening. The dude was, they had a dude in the crowd that was crying. Honestly, that would have been me. And I'm going to throw this reference out there. I know it's probably going to be very dated to a lot of people. But I think you'd agree with it if you just think about it for like two seconds. This was AEW like Ed Sullivan with the Beatles. CM Punk, if we're going to go ahead and do SAT, CM Punk is to AEW as the Beatles were to Ed Sullivan. Because the Ed Sullivan show was, was pretty good. But the moment the Beatles made their tele- national television debut on the Ed Sullivan show, that thing just skyrocketed. That was one of the most like watched late night show segments of all time. AW, 9 o'clock on a Friday night. I guarantee you, any other night, nobody would be watched. Not a lot of people would be watching. I don't have the ratings at the time of this taping on Saturday at 210. We're going to do a, a, a SummerSlam review podcast. Don't you worry. NXT TakeOver, we're going to do that. I just want to talk about this because I've been I've been dying to 
talk about this for the last like 24 last 12 hours or so because here's what happened cm punk single-handedly changed the business now we're talking about aew we're talking about that more and we're seeing them build towards a match that could be really fun i think cm punk wins it at all out against darby allen but at the end of the day does it really matter who wins or who loses that fight? Because Darby, I, I was thinking about it. Because if you remember back whenever Darby fought Cody at Fighter Fest, the, the original Fighter Fest, you had him be a draw. His first match in AEW, his first match was a draw in terms of one on one contest. Cody Rhodes and Darby put on a really great matchup. I don't can say it was a complete like banger, but my God, it got the job done and it made people start talking about AEW and Darby Allen. He was already kind of building a lot of love amongst the indie fans in, in, in Evolve and whatnot, but not everybody was watching Evolve. I never watched Evolve, but knowing Darby Allen and hearing all those things like, okay, I know I expect some great things out of him, but Darby became a, star the second he fought Cody Rhodes and to a draw and it was a really great match even if Darby loses and I think he's built enough of a reputation to where he can handle a loss especially somebody like CM Punk and I guarantee you this is going to be the best thing ever to have CM Punk back in the wrestling ring his entire promo last night was amazing in fact, I did Under the Dome with CD just before taping this. And the whole time, it's like, I've got a two-hour show. I've got a lot to cover. And we got a lot to cover. There's good news and bad news. The bad news is we're not going to get to it all right here, right now. But the good news is, is I got the time. And I got the time. That's what matters. We've got the time to talk about this probably going into episode 69, which is going to be a nice one. I got to say, AEW may not have like, may not have gotten the same amount of viewers as say, you know, SmackDown did last night, but I'll be damned if everybody wasn't talking about it. The social interaction and the, the hits on social media were insane. Like they were getting so much run on the media gimmicks. In fact, I'm going to pull up AEW. They have literally, let me turn off the autoplay stuff. So sorry about that. So you have the first dance, literally both of CM Punk's videos right now, as of two 15 in the afternoon, 15 hours have passed 15, 16 hours, 2.8 and 2.6 million views for CM Punk has arrived in his promo. Tell me that's not a statement about where they are and in terms of like where it stands all time and this is again just in 15 hours it's pretty close to being one of the it's it's not going to beat something like cody versus orange cassidy which has 34 million views from october 6th uh, uh, this was 20 yeah 2020 i believe you know, it's not going to be that. It's not going to be certain things in the industry, but damn, 
if it wasn't entertaining from start to finish, his promo, uh, he still got it in the promo. I want, I, I just want to see what he looks like in the ring. I mentioned it a while back that he's going to have to like really step his game up in terms of his in-ring repertoire because he's not, he's not getting any younger. How is he going to work with some of the, these big boys, some of these big names like a Darby Allen, like a John Moxley in, in John Moxley's style, not Dean Ambrose's style. Eddie Kingston, the Young Bucks. If CM Punk ever faces Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page, MJF, how is that going to go? Is I, I'm also wondering, is CM Punk going to remain a babyface? Is he going to be a heel down the road? Honestly, I think he needs to just be considered a legend and will be a babyface because people will never boo him again because he came back. He came back for the peop- for the people, as he likes to say. I loved it. Everything about that was just simply put glorious on a Friday night at nine o'clock. I legitimately tuned into a pro wrestling show, even though it came close to the gun where I didn't watch it live. And I was about to, you know, had to sail the pi- sail the high seas, if you will, and sail the seas. I was about to I had the power out of the house about four 30, the next thing you know, doesn't come on to about 8.40. 20 minutes before they go live. I'm like, I got to see this. If I'm seeing it on my, on, my, on my phone, I was going to be the most upset SOB ever because that's not the way I wanted to watch CM Punk's return. But I didn't. I was able to see it live, Living Color, and hearing Living Color was even cooler. Like, I knew it was probably going to happen. I mean, you got... Baltimore to allow Jungle Boy to use his ring music, use that as his ring music and stuff. And then you also have, you know, Orange Cassidy with Where Is My Mind, which honestly, why couldn't you get Jefferson Starship's Jane? It, that's a different conversation. But God, that was an amazing moment. I'm, I keep saying it, but it's true. It was amazing, and I'm hoping we see more of that. As we get closer to All Out and after All Out. And I keep, I've mentioned it before on social media and whatnot. In fact, we put it up, when I put it up on social media, the CM Punk's video, I immediately said, when wrestling's good, it's really good. Like, when it's crap, we all know it. When it's dog crap, we know, we know what it smells like. We know what it's, we see it and we know it. When it's good, it's better than good. It's probably the greatest thing ever. And I sat there Friday night, home like by myself, and I saw grown men cry. I saw a packed house at the United Center, as JR said, blow the roof off the place like Jordan just came back wearing the number twenty three jersey. Ready to go one more round. That's what that was like. And I wouldn't have it any other way. All right, that's it for the Cajun Strong Style Podcast. A little bonus, emergency, whatever you want to call it, edition of the pod on Monday. We'll be back to our regularly scheduled programming and recap SummerSlam 2021 as well as NXT TakeOver. And yes, we're going to talk about the NXT releases 
been off, been away for the last couple weeks for one reason or another. Just bear with me. We're getting back into the normal schedule starting next Monday. Until next time, make sure you leave a five-star review and also subscribe to the podcast however you get it. Be it through, you know, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, whatever. Just get in on the action, and we'll catch you next time.